Welcome to Fix Your Focus, Let's Chat with Saida, where we have weekly conversations centered around mental health, self-empowerment, or relationships that provide growth, healing, and knowledge around the transitional periods that women go through in life. I'm your host, Saida Spencer Artis, a licensed marriage and family therapist and owner of Focus Therapy Clinic in Birmingham, Michigan. It is my mission to provide a place for women to listen, learn, and laugh while constantly evolving. I hope you enjoy listening to the show. And please remember, this show is not meant to be a substitute for working with a licensed mental health professional. You are listening to uh, Fix Your Focus. Let's chat with Aida Spencer Artist. Um, I have the guest on the show with me today, Michelle Dawes Burt. Um, Michelle is the, is an entrepreneur, speaker, community service activist, philanthropist, talk radio personality, and professional mentor and founder of Real Chicks Rock in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, a little bit about Michelle: she earned her degree in computer information science from DeVry University and her MBA from Keller Graduate School of Management. Um, She was born and raised in the Bronx, New York, and she grew up in the Bronx River Housing Project. Um, She was raised by a Jamaican grandmother who taught her so much about being independent and and a driven woman. Um, After graduating with her bachelor's degree, she relocated to Atlanta, Georgia, and professionally worked as a project manager for companies such as IBM, Coca-Cola, Recall, Home Depot, and currently she works as a project manager at Carter. Um, Michelle started Real Chicks Rock. It is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and brand that creatively collaborates, connects, and raises awareness regarding issues that impact women by way of the art, music, media, uh, live talk radio show, uh, Real Chicks Rock, uh, presents real discussions and podcasts, podcasts, community service, mentoring, workshops, and so much more. Um, so thank you so much for coming on to the show today, Michelle. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Um, so the topic for this show today is um, Real Chicks Rock and understanding the brand behind the woman or the woman behind the brand, rather, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I went on the website and just read a little bit. Um, I subscribed. Yes, <laughs> I subscribed thank you. Bit. Yes, <laughs> we love that. We love subscribers, uh, yes. Of course. <laughs> and first, let me just tell you that I love your picture. Um, and how you broke down what real means, what chicks mean, and what rock means. I love mm-hmm. that. It was so, I felt it through the computer screen. Yeah. <laughs> so just uh, get, tell me a little bit about what was your motivation behind developing Real Chicks Rock? Well, you know, um, being a, a divorced woman, I've been divorced now for almost 11 years. And unfortunately, you know, when you go into a marriage, you want everything. You commit all of yourself and you want it to work. And unfortunately, it did not work. 
Um, and after that, it took me some time to really kind of rediscover myself, reinvent myself, like re-identify who I really was. Because I, you know, when you put your heart, mind, and soul into something and it doesn't work out, you immediately feel like you're a failure. Um, and then I right. had to realize that there's really no failure in God, right? So when God mm-hmm. joins two people together, you know, it's within a covenant, it's within that marriage. And unfortunately, it, it, it didn't work out. And so I just had to figure out who I was and, and how do I restart and, and get myself going again. And it took me like a year and a half, two years to really um, kind of get to a space. But I had a young son um, at the time. Uh, he was like two and a half when we divorced. And, you know, I was okay. an active mom in a, in a sense of, you know, going to the store, getting the pampers, doing the milk, doing all that. And I was out at a store, um, and I won't say the brand, but it was a store that <laughs> most people go to, right, to, to you know, shop of those type of products and things. And I noticed that women were dressed up in high heels and just with their babies and kids. And immediately, um, a lot that sought a lot of people's attention, particularly men. And I, and I felt the way because I said, well, what's wrong with me? Like, why isn't anyone checking for me? And that's just just being honest, because is it because I wear sneakers? Is it because I'm not dressed up that way? I'm a real woman, too. And that started Mm -hmm. the wheels to turn to create a platform or a movement or a brand where women could just be themselves. They could be authentic. They could be original. They can learn how to deal with their insecurities. Because I had a lot of insecurities growing up as a, as a young woman. Um, and even into my adult years, I still didn't know who I was and what made love and how to be happy. I thought guys were supposed to make me happy. I didn't know that I was the curator of my own happiness, that I own that. So I, I just mm-hmm. started to think about all of those different things. And I wanted to create a space and a brand and a movement where women could be themselves with their imperfections, with the mistakes that they're, they've made to forgive themselves, but do a reset, like really look at who you are and work on yourself in the areas that you feel, not anyone else feels, but you feel needs some improvement or tweaking or modifying because you only have this one life to live and you might as well make it your best one while you're here. So that's really how it really kind of started for me some years ago. And that's how the brand got its feet and started to to move. Okay. Um, So a little bit about what you said, because uh, I feel that, you know, you walk in the Mm -hmm. store and you don't have on the heels and the makeup and dress to the nines, but you still are dressed and you're Mm -hmm. beautiful in your authenticity. That's correct. So I noticed one of the things that you noted was um, the vulnerability. Mm-hmm. How much or what do you what did you notice that was necessary to create that mindset shift for you um, in order to start growing that brand for other women to start to take note? Yeah, for, for me, it was making the wrong decisions because of the vulnerability. When you don't know your worth, right, you tend to gravitate to things that may be an instant gratification or an instant fix. And I had Mm -hmm. to look in the mirror and understand what my worth was. 
And it didn't need to come from anything or anyone. It comes within. And oftentimes, we gravitate to other things that may resemble what we want to be. But if we don't do the work to understand what our worth is, we're always going to be vulnerable. We're always going to have insecurities. We're going to, always going to need this form of validation. And, and that's not a healthy way to start or a, a healthy foundation for self. It's great to get compliments. Don't get me wrong. It's great to for people to acknowledge who you are and, and what you bring and, and, and how beautiful you are. That's awesome. We want those things, but we want to know that within ourselves first before we start mm-hmm. seeking out from other people because once they turn that switch off or turn their back or or are no longer in our lives, where does that leave us? So I, you know, the brand is really designed to really be a rock within yourself, like to really build that foundation and be solid within yourself. And it embodies other women who have similar traits or feelings as we continue mm-hmm. to evolve and grow and shed these insecurities and these vulnerabilities. It's the conversations we need to talk about. We need to be transparent. And it ranges from whether it be finances, through relationships, through careers, through every aspect of our life, even religion, even our sexuality. You know, oftentimes we don't even know how to even begin those conversations. And hence, it's, it creates an insecurity within, our, within ourselves. So the brand is just designed to really help women tap into those areas and build, like I said, that rock within yourself that you can't be broken. You're solid within because you know your worth and you know your value. Right. One one of the things that I find um, as a as a therapist when I'm doing like groups or workshops or even talking mm-hmm. to my clients is yeah. starting the conversation. Mm-hmm. As women, sometimes starting that conversation to open up and talk about these things can be something that you know it, it's there is a little bit re- of resistance. Mm -hmm. Um, So creating this form of a platform in order for women to know that it's okay to open up and have these discussions, because there is a room full of other women that feel the same way, right? It creates a certain level of ease. Um, you know, to discuss that to say, oh, you you feel the same way? Oh my goodness, thank you. I thought I was, I, I thought I was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that yeah. is definitely needed. Um, one of the other questions that I had for you was, um, what what motivates you just to constantly level up and evolution. create new things? Okay. Yeah, it's it's about evolution. It's you know. We're not done until we're we're laying in the box or pushing up daisies, as I say. It's it's not over for you until you take your last breath. So it's always wanting to be a better person for self, not for anyone else. Because we're not perfect. We're not looking for perfection. We just look. We're looking for the empowerment, right? We're not perfect, but we're empowered. And so it's mm-hmm. always there's always something that you can do that for yourself to make you better, whether that's eating differently, whether that's even going to bed earlier, whether that's turning off social media, like right now we're in a space of social distancing, maybe it's reading more, maybe it's learning another language, maybe it's extending a hand, maybe it's just checking on people, maybe it's just checking on the one person 
That's the other thing that I'm really passionate about, that my goal is to eventually touch the masses. But I believe if you've touched one, you've touched a thousand. So sometimes we look at this elephant as being so big in the room. If we just take it by one toenail at a time or one piece at a time, we're making a movement. We're, we're making a difference. We're making a change. Um, as the, the brand has grown, or, you know, it has taken it, um, the supporters keep me going, right? Because every time, oftentimes, even as an entrepreneur, just life and things are happening, you say, what am I really doing here? And you want to like throw it in, throw in the towel. Somebody sends mm -hmm. an email or slides in your DM and says, I appreciate what you're doing, or I like the show that you did. I like that topic, or I got so much out of the workshop. Thank you so much. Keep up the good work. Um, you inspire me. Oftentimes women right. will say to other women, you inspire me. And so that's what keeps me going. It's just the fact that I know there might be just one person watching. And so I'm just going to keep doing what I do so that they can feel inspired. And, I, and, and God is no respecter of person. And so if he could bring me out and help me see myself in a better light, then I believe he can do it for all of us. So I just want to be that example. I want the brand to be an example of that. Okay. So it's so it sounds like the brand is accomplishing what you set out for it to do, but so much more. Yeah. Yeah. It 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 it's growing and expanding and as times change, people change, our environments change, our needs change. Um when I started this out, it was really for women like myself in the forties maybe early 50s that maybe needed this reset in life. And I think we still do, but we are smart enough to do the work, right? We are surrounding right. ourselves with like-minded women that get it, right? That can inspire one another to motivate us. And so we are maturing and understanding, listen, I can't blame anyone else. I need to own this. And I need to look at myself in the mirror, right? How many times as people told us, look at yourself in the mirror first before you start point, pointing blame and accusing others, but do the work mm -hmm. within. And I think as women, we are doing that work. Like we are like, we are sick and tired of being unhappy. We are sick and tired of having broken relationships. We are sick and tired of being um, uh, broke or not having money. We want to live a fulfilled life. And in order to do that, we're looking at ourselves and we're saying, you know what, you need to maybe change your mind about how you approach this. You need to be more apologetic. You need to remove that bitterness and that anger. You need to forgive, whatever it is. Some people, so for, for some, it could be more health and wellness to have that more invigorating life and feel good about yourself because it's not about size. It's about being healthy. And so that is, that's what we want. But the brand now, I'm starting to see that now that we've got a momentum, it's like, what about the younger girls? Because I see mm -hmm. now that they, there are so many of them that were nerdy or just insecure like me, like didn't follow a certain crowd, like, you know, might be really good at school, might be really bright, but socially don't know how to fit in because the pressure today is so much different than it was when I was yes. a kid, right? Because social media is such a strong influence. And so while I'm mentoring young girls, I'm finding out that some of them are not even on social media, which I find to be 
surprisingly refreshing, but yet still a surprise. So it's like, where do they fit in? Like, how do they? So there needs to be a connection. We need to help bridge the gap. We need to help create environments for these young young ladies to understand, for them to understand early on that there's nothing wrong with them. They're perfectly fine. And do what you do and be fine with that. I think we've created a lot of STEM, a lot of STEM programming, you know, because we want young women to be in um, in in sciences and in, in engineering, mathematics, and you know, because there's a big gap for our skill set skill set in that profession. But we're not. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're providing them the social skills that they need as they deal with these types of peer pressures. Because now it's it's not. It's always been drinking and smoking. Now you've got pills and amphetamines and all kind of different things. And then there's people are at younger ages are getting very aware about their sexuality and doing things that honestly I didn't think about doing to wavy. <laughs> Woo! Like I wasn't. Thinking, you know, I wasn't yeah, thinking about know. doing those things. Really, it's just very you know, like in their face. And this is this is a topic. This was actually one of the questions that I was going to get to after the break, because this is something that I'm very passionate about, too, with our younger, our younger generation. Um, So what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to go into that and then about how the mentoring program works. Um, So stay stay with us, everyone. We'll be right back um, after the break. Stay tuned to Fix Your Focus. Let's chat with Saida. Okay, so welcome back. Thank you so much, um, Michelle, for just going into that first part. Um, For those that have just now joined us, uh, you're listening to Fix Your, uh, Let's Chat, Fix Your Focus um, with Saida. We have our guest today, Michelle Dawes-Burt, who is uh, the founder of Real Chicks Rock. And we're talking about the importance of um, her foundation and what it means to understand the woman behind the brand. Uh, so before we went to break, Michelle, you were just talking about um, the younger generation and how mm-hmm. things are just so extremely different uh, mm-hmm. in regards to how they interact with one another, the social media, and all of these different pieces that can be so overpowering but at the same time are also causing more things for these younger women. Um, I will say that I, I see that uh, on a daily basis of dealing with more anxiety, dealing with um, in, in the teen generation, or even just the younger, the younger woman, early 20s, college students, uh, anxiety, depression, eating disorders, all of these different things. And it goes back to um, the original conversation in regards to insecurities, vulnerabilities, um, not having that certain level of confidence to be okay with knowing, oh, these are some of my, um, you know, my differences, but those differences mm-hmm. make me amazing. You know, those differences yeah. make me rock. Uh, so right. just, um, I, you know, I want to allow you to go back into that about what you're starting to do in regards to mentoring with these young girls. 
Yeah, I have a, I've been blessed with an opportunity to uh, be a mentor with women in technology. And uh, I have a young lady that I'm mentoring in that regard. And, and I have some other mentees outside of the program. And I just, you know, stopped and just kind of asked them, you know, some young ladies, what it is that they, what they want, what do they feel that they need? And they said they just want to be able to know what their worth is, right? They don't know what their worth is. Um, and so I put a program together, and unfortunately, thank you, COVID-19, uh, we've had to just <laughs> pause uh, everything because we, we have to acknowledge what's going on in the world. And so um, I do have a program that's in place, and we want to launch it uh, hopefully in the fall when young ladies get back into school because, you know, right now the climate is just trying to, you know, social distancing, quarantining ourselves from what's going on because it's just um, moving so quickly here in the States. And so um, a lot of kids are, all the kids throughout the country are, I think, basically are at home, um, being home oh, yeah. uh, online and, you know, they don't have any interaction. So we want to pick this up when things settle down and we get back to a sense of normality. But we want to be able to um, create like a workshop for them um, that they could get together. The ages would be from 13 to 18 years old, because those are kind of vulnerable ages, right? You're kind of going into middle school, the middle school, the high school years, and you're just about to maybe go off to college because you're going to be a senior. And we want to talk about the things, what's important to them, and help set up and have the conversations about what is their worth. Like, we even thought about um, in, as, an icebreaker, as an icebreaker in the workshop that they write a letter to themselves, a love letter to themselves, and what would that entail? And then oh, after, the that. Workshop is, and after the workshop is completed, write another love letter and see the difference. Because we want to be able to have a few speakers in the room that can help um, deal with pre peer pressure, just us growing up as young ladies, um, some principles around our hygiene and our bodies are changing. What does that mean? And, you know, just really taking it to one-on-one basics. I think, you know, um, historically or culturally, um, for those uh, people that are listening, I am a woman of color. I'm an African-American woman. So our culture um, years and years back was very village-oriented, like women looked after other women and young women and, and certain traditions were passed on and there was a collective. And I think that the times have changed where we're more in an isolated state, the, the connection is not there, the passing down of good traits and, com and communication and practices may be strained, it may not be in those places. So I want to create the, the workshops and the environments where older women like myself can give back, mm -hmm. especially if they have a daughter or a niece or goddaughter. There oftentimes there are women that don't have biological children, but they are still very nurturing and giving. So we want to create this environment where women can give to young women. We can share our experiences. We create this safe space where they could talk about things that are going on and we can help identify these things early. Because, you know, what we want to kind of do is 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 cut the curses right we don't want young right. ladies to wait and figure out who they are in their 40s they've wasted a couple of decades why don't we kind of put tools in place create the scenarios and the platforms where we can help them now and at least they can have enough information to make the intelligent decisions 
to 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 empower themselves to be better at, at an early age and not later on in life. So that's that's really what it is around the, the program and the workshop. And I also thought about there are men because the program Real Chicks Rock the Movement is not just women supporting it. I have a lot of men that dig in that believe in it, buy shirts, bring their daughters along, listen to the programs, um, attend okay. the workshops because they believe in it. And so I also want to make sure that these workshops embody the men, the fathers that have daughters. Let's break down those barriers because oftentimes, sometimes dad don't know, they, dads don't know how to correlate or say to what to say to a daughter. It's a female. They don't know. There are a lot of single dads. Shouts out to the single dads that are yes, doing phenomenal yes. jobs in raising their children and raising their daughters, right? So we want to create these spaces even for men that have daughters or nieces or godchildren, to bring them along and know that they are going to be empowered, they're going to get information, they're going to walk out of there a little bit, standing a little bit taller, their head is going to be up, they're going to understand that it's not just them, there's a body of other young ladies feeling and sensing and moving the same way, and we've got Mm -hmm. the structure in place to help them be successful in this journey called life. So I, I think that's amazing to have the fathers included, um, mm-hmm. you know, especially identifying the fact, because sometimes that does definitely get overlooked, that yeah. there are a lot of single fathers and they're raising these young women. Um, mm-hmm. What do you find that some of the fathers typically are um, looking for, for their daughters to receive um, from the program? I think just the community, like um, the, the sense of that their daughters are not alone. Again, sometimes okay. dads don't have the language as, as a mom would or another female would. So they just want to make sure that the lines of communication between themselves and their daughter is good and open. They want to create a safe space. They want to be able to connect with their daughter. You know, dads always want to treat their, their daughters as princesses. So they want to create that, that, that structure and let them know that, listen, what I have for you is, is not fairy tale. I want you to be amongst other people that believe in the same things for their daughters. So it's really just relationship building. A lot of the dads are, are looking to have with their daughters. Just keep that relation, either open it up or strengthen it. Okay. Um, and so I love asking uh, this question. What are some messages that you felt that you received as a young lady um, that stuck with you, that you held on to, uh, as a, and you pull on now as a woman who has gone through all of the, the transitional work? You've created that mindset shift. Um, you've created this amazing organization. What are some of those messages you, you could tap back in your mind and be like, oh, yeah, so this is why my grandmother told me that, you know, this is why this was relevant at that time, even though I didn't get it at that time. Yeah, it's a couple of them, Saida. Saida um, you know, my grandmother and my mother raised me, you know, Jamaican women. Um, my sister and I are first born generation here in the U.S. And uh, we were born and raised in the projects up in New York in the Bronx and um, my mother and grandmother were very strict women. Um, 
they taught me simple things like please and thank you go a very long way. And that, that has always stuck with me. But being in an environment um, in New York back then, in the projects, I remember picking up the, the New York Daily News. That's like um, a very strong local paper at the time. I might have been 12 years old, uh, 11 or 12 years old in the sixth grade. And um, during that time when I was in the sixth grade, my teachers then challenged us to always read current events. So that's why I was always reading the paper at that time. And I read a statistic that said, that most girls, I think it was maybe 90 or 95% of the girls that were raised in the projects were going to be pregnant before they graduated from high school mm-hmm. and they were not going to go to college. It was a very strong, adamant statistic. And I remember, and that stuck with me. And I said, oh, no, we won't. <laughs> as simple as that, I said, <laughs> oh, right. no, we won't. Oh, no, we won't. And so that has always been my invigorator like my it 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 agitates me and so i was the first to go to college in my immediate family just every little hurdle or obstacle i've just kind of overcome i figured out how to get through it you know whether it be home ownership whether it be investing whether it be my career at work it just whatever it is and so that's the message I want to tell people that when they tell you no uh, or tell you you can't, you say, oh, oh, yes, I can. Oh, yes, I can. And watch me. What I say to people today is don't, ex- don't exercise a lot of words. You say this, I can show you better than I can tell you. Yes. And that's how I operate today. I don't take a lot of, put a lot of energy in trying to talk people down out of their negative negative um, conversations over me or towards me or what their perceptions is towards me, even those people mm-hmm. that might have hurt me, I forgive them, but I'm going to show you better than I can tell you. So that is my daily engine every day. Every day when you get up, you get an opportunity to get at it again. And some days we don't do everything that we set out to do. We make mistakes. It's all a part of this yeah. life. It's all a part of the journey. But if God gives you another chance to get up the next day, my message to people is to be encouraged. Be encouraged. You can't tackle the whole thing. Do whatever little bit that you can. Just keep moving. Keep going forward. Embody yourself. Surround yourself. Reach out to those. Listen to those that sound like you, but even greater. Strive to come out of your box. Get out of that comfort zone because embarrassment creates fear. And sometimes comfort creates laziness. So you got to get out of those dynamics and just do a little each day. And then you know what? I believe in God. That's my faith. And so I believe when things are in motion, the universe meets you where you are and starts sending the Mm -hmm. resources and the things that you need. But just keep moving. Keep believing in yourself. Keep going. That's what I would tell people. Yeah, because, you know, it is, it's an amazing thing sometimes when you do step out of your own way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and mm-hmm. I, so I believe in God as well. And so it's an amazing thing when you do step out of your own way and you really relinquish and you put it in God's hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's amazing how just the floodgates open up. 
um, to show you things that um, were beyond maybe even where you thought it would go. How much yes. further he took you on that on that journey. Um, and then as you continue kind of to the messages that you spoke about earlier um, that you may receive from uh, women who either are reading some of the things that you may post or listening to your podcast mm -hmm. or anything of that nature, um, you know, it's helping them in a, in a form of growth. Yeah. Um, one of the other pieces that I know you touched on was financial empowerment. So mm -hmm. is that a part of, um, is that a part of the foundation as well? Yeah, we've done a few financial management workshops, um, even covering real estate, how to handle your finances, how to invest, you know, very 101, very um, elementary, because oftentimes we don't know where to start. There's so much information. Um, again, that embarrassment creates fear. We feel like we have too much debt. We don't like our credit score. You know, we don't know. Um, and we want to try to embody some of that teaching, even in the young girls, because they get money somewhere. You know, parents are giving them money. Yeah. Um, they may have a little job. They may be an intern somewhere and they get a stipend or something. So we want them to be prepared that when they get this, when they get some form of revenue or capital or money, what to do with it, not to just jump out here and go get a credit card, you know, just maybe save that money, understand how to reinvest in yourself, you know, what to look for when you start working, how to manage your money when you get a job and those type of things. Help your parents help you with college, right? So everything that you get, just let's, let's not just run off to the store and just buy something right away. So it's just a changing your mindset, right? And education, you know, uh, we just need to be educated and understand how we can apply some of this information in our day-to-day -day lives because we should be lending, not borrowing all the time. We should be in a position that we're lenders and not borrowers. Um, and so in, in order to um, be able to build your business or buy that house or, or leave something for your, your children, an inheritance or a legacy, you got to kind of start now. So, yeah, we just want to um, create those things. We've had those, those workshops and those were pretty good. And again, you know, once we get through this current climate, we're going to start introducing those things again and having those conversations definitely with the young girls. Um, I want to have uh, another segment, not only from 13 to 18, but I want to talk to the 19 and the 25-year-olds as well. Yes. We're in the process of, of figuring out what those would look out would look like because those those ladies are a little bit more mature. They're out in the world a little bit. Some of them might be working already. Some still in college, maybe going for their masters. So they're going to have different energies and different experiences coming at them and we want to be able to give them a setting and uh, a dynamic that's going to work for them as well we're trying not to lose anybody Saida. that's what we're trying to do we're trying to everybody's looking and loving the oprahs of the world well they're here you know we need to put plug into them now maybe instead of having one oprah we can have millions of them right or at least thousands of them let's do the work let's not wait on this one iconic person we're already here. We just got to believe in ourselves and pour into one another to make that happen. I definitely agree with that. Um, and I would say, I would say even, even reading, um, just the power behind reading and um, gaining knowledge into mm -hmm. different areas um, in literature. 
Mm-hmm. You know, a lot, a lot of times, even now, the schools, they don't give those books, you know, those books that we were reading uh, <laughs> years ago. They don't, they don't give those books. Um, right. Or they maybe don't know where to go to get these rich words and say, like, oh, you know, th- is this a part of of my history or is this mm-hmm. relevant? Is this relevant? All of these things to help you um, be more in tune with who you are as a woman. Yes. Um, who, or yes. who you're growing into and what kind of woman you would like to be. That goes mm-hmm. into the love letter that you write to yourself. Absolutely. Um, So we're going to take a break and we will be right back um, with the audience. So hang on for me. Stay tuned to Fix Your Focus. Let's chat with Saida. So um, we are back. Um, Thank you for listening to Fix Your Focus. Uh, Let's chat with Saida. Uh, We have on the show today, Michelle Dogsberg. Um, if you're just now joining the show, she is the founder of Real Chicks Rock. It's a 501c3 nonprofit organization based in Atlanta, Georgia. And we've just been talking today about understanding the woman behind the brand. And Michelle, I just thank you because you've given us so much rich information mm-hmm. um, to listen to and kind of have food for thought, whether you are the woman that is going through some of these things or is trying to create that mindset shift as a woman, um, whether you're a woman with a teenage daughter or a young adult who needs someone to help you um, get your daughter in touch with resources such as this, um, this is really just an amazing program. I always say that when I was younger, I wish that there was a program that existed for me as a teenager or a young adult where I could go and they could give me those important, very, very relevant messages. So I would not have hit certain bumps and bruises, um, even though you grow and you learn, mm-hmm. you learn from your experiences did I have to get all of those scratches in order to learn that? Mm-hmm. Or if I would have had the knowledge to know that I was beautiful or to know that, you know, I could be confident in what I thought and the way I spoke and the way I moved, mm-hmm. um, you know, mm-hmm. that that was all relevant. Uh, mm-hmm. So how, for any of the young ladies that are listening, um, or even the women in their 40s and 50s that are going through a transitional period, mm-hmm. um, how do they start to do the work? You, first of all, you have to say, I think you get to a space and you identify that for the older women, they typically say enough is enough. You know, I, I don't want to continue to live my life this certain way. I keep making these same decisions or these these outcomes continue to be the same. I need to look at myself and see what's going on. For the younger girls, it's it's almost a similar thing. It's like, I feel, they say, I I need a space. I, there, there isn't no one like me. There can't be, there has to be other people that are like me. What I'm finding is um, through some of the older women that I, that I mentor, they've had nieces or goddaughters that are young, and they're like, there's no programs out here. There's nothing for me to do. There's no in-between. 
outside of school and maybe going to church or there isn't anything. And so I think you have to really, we want to tell the young girls that there's nothing wrong with them because again, it's very influential and a lot of peer pressure. And so we want to be able to catch them where they are. And for the, for the older women, it is just owning your reality, like owning where you are, like don't blame shifts. Don't, don't pass the blame on anyone else. Just look at yourself and be honest with yourself, which is typically a very hard thing to do. Um, and it's not really beating yourself up. It's just owning the things that you, you're good at and owning the things mm-hmm. that you're not so good at and just trying to balance that out. And it's really up to the individual to say what you want better for yourself. We can't make that determination, but we just want to be able to provide a space for you to have those conversations to understand where it is that you can be better at, where you need to pivot at, you know, how do you need to, to think? How do you need to maneuver? How do you handle the rest of your life while you're still here? Um, divorce is a change, is a transition. Um, coming out of relationship, a career, empty nesting. You know, these are things that happen to us as we get older and we sometimes we just don't know what to do with ourselves. So it, it is just really understanding what it is that you want out of life for yourself. If there wasn't anyone else in the room, what do you want for yourself? Because oftentimes as women, we feel like we have to connect with someone or something, whether it be our children, our husbands, our boyfriends, our job or whatever. If it wasn't anything else, who are you? Who are you? And and maybe a bigger question than that is, when you transition out of here, what do you want people to remember you by? Right? Mm. Maybe that's maybe that's something else that you need to think of. And if your thing is, I want to be a good mom, so be it. Let's be the best mom you can possibly be. If there's an entrepreneurial, if there's a business inside of you, well, let's get at it. Let's do it. So whatever that is, I think sometimes you have to ask that question of yourself. When I check out of here, was my living in vain is really the question. I think as older women, we get to that point and we ask. And I think that will start to get the wheels in motion. You'll feel something inside of you to want to dig a little more. And again, I want to, I want to applaud the listeners to not try to jump in this overnight. It takes time, you know, because if you look at, look at where you are now, this didn't happen overnight. This was a series of events. This was years in the making for you to get where you are. So if you're trying to do a change, it may take a little time, so don't be so hard on yourself. Just like anything else, like a plant, it needs nurturing, it needs watering, so will you. So the thing is, make sure that you're putting the right things inside of you to get the desired results that you want. That's what I would say to the older women. And for the younger girls, hang in there, fasten your seatbelts because we're coming for you. Because we want to make sure, (laughs) we want to make sure that you're not left by the wayside. Again, you're going to make decisions just like a parent. Your parents used to tell you, they lay it all out and you ultimately have the decisions to make. And sometimes you made the wrong decision anyway. We want people not to beat themselves up. We want you to know that you are good the way you are. You are beautiful in the skin that you're in. That's the challenge that our young ladies face they don't think they're beautiful, beautiful enough. They don't think they're good enough. And I'm like, you're too young to even have that thought process. So let's embody them to let them know they are beautiful the way that they are. Because 
the creator makes no mistakes. You are gorgeous in the skin exactly. that you're in. So let's begin to cultivate your mindset around what you already have inside of you. Let's let's get it going. Okay. So for the listeners, how um, how can you be reached? Oh, I can be reached everywhere. I say that at the end <laughs> of my show. I'm Real Chicks Rock and I'm everywhere. I'm on Twitter, Real Chicks Rock One, I believe. I'm on Facebook as Real Chicks Rock. I'm on, I have the website. Thank you so much, Saida, for shouting it out. It is realchicksrock.com. And I'm on Instagram as realchicksrock. And you guys can subscribe. I have a YouTube channel. Feel free to subscribe to that channel. You can see all of our shows. We are entering in our fourth season of doing uh, talk shows that we convert into a podcast and all that great stuff. And we've covered everything. Um, April is coming up as um, Autism Autism Month, National Autism. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk with moms that have autistic children. And how do they do that? How do they balance that? And how do they um, create an environment so that their child will be functioning human beings in this world? So we're going to talk about all of those different things. We've covered so many things, mental illness, um, like I said, finances, real estate, just everything. And we're going to really bring in the younger girls. We want to talk about dating. What does that look like for them? That should be a nice eye opener. Um, so, yeah, we have a lot of great <laughs> topics to talk about and cover. We're truly excited and we're thankful to all the supporters um, for just supporting us and just continue to do that. And we will we will try not to let you down. Now, if you guys have local events, um, is that also something that any listeners can find on the website or do they need to yes. go to one of the other social media sites for that? No, we put everything out on this on the website. It'd be great if you subscribe to the website because then you'll get like our newsletters and email blasts and things like that. But we do have a calendar of events and we try to keep that current and updated. It's just like right now, like I said several times, unfortunately, we're freezing on everything because our 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 nation's in a critical state with COVID nineteen. So we just want to make sure we health we get through every, get through this healthy um, and safely, right. and then we can pick back up where we left off and do some new things as well. Okay. Well, I thank you so much, Michelle, for coming on, speaking to the listeners, talking about um, Real Chick Rock. I encourage all of the listeners to subscribe to the website. It is amazing. Um, and definitely that way you can also be up to date on everything that is rolling out. Um, I thank you for speaking with us and donating you. your time and just giving the, um, the key messages that you gave. So thank you, everyone, for listening to Fix Your Focus. Let's chat with Saida and have a good day. Thank you for tuning into the show with Saida.